Welcome to the X-Boys. A very special legal procedural episode this week. My name's Henry. I'm Andrew. I'm John. Hmm. That he is. Guys, we're back. After probably the longest episode, we will have all season one of X-Men. Uh, sorry about that if that uh, was a little um, strenuous we'll, for you. We'll probably have a longer one in the future. To, just fair warning for we those We had of a lot of introductions to make, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, we're just getting used to what we're doing <laughs> in here, talking about a little mutant stuff. We probably won't break down every single second of every episode like we did in that one. Mostly my fault. But hey, we're back. <laughs> and if you're still with us... That's why you're with us, because you want to hear us break down more of the X-Men, the animated series. And this week, we're kicking it off with Enter Magneto, episode three of season one. I meant to mention last episode that uh, as we're going through, we'll be reading the showrunner of the show, listed as story editor, Eric Lewald's book called Previously On, which covers the entire run of the series and goes over details of, you know, behind the scenes and putting the show together and it has a lot of good tidbits about it and i mean it's real good yeah it's highly recommend checking it out or or having a friend who reads it for you and then can then talk to you about it on your podcast yeah don't buy it actually just listen to this podcast just kidding around (laughs) don't support him but (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding don't support the creator of x in the animated series what do you say we get into it huh all right so yeah what should we do a previously on situation oh sure you want to do that Previously on X-Men. That's it. That's all we needed. Yeah, that's it. It's previously on, you know that the X-Men exist. No, the X-Men exist. Um, they're this team of mutants who try to protect other mutants from evil forces, uh, usually of the robotic or human kind, as we saw them fight the Sentinels. And yeah, and the X-Men specifically are now a little bit exposed to the general public. That's true. They were fighting people in the streets. They they lost uh, one of their brothers, Morph, who was killed <sighs> by a sentinel blast. As you we see, who's up there on my cabinet? There, uh, I don't, I don't no. think anyone listening can see it, but we can. Just for people who can't see, I have a Wolverine figure. He's in mid pounce, and he's got a Morph head. And that's you know, I you heard I was a little bit you know hot and cold with our guy, uh, Jonathan Morph. <laughs> And um, I don't know his full name, and uh, you know I'm trying really trying to make amends, and so now I have now I have uh, Mr. Morph. He's up there. I get to look at him every day. Be reminded of the mistakes you've made in your past. I'm trying to get a love more wrong judge of character. Trying to get a little more, uh, you know, on good terms with the guy. Okay. So Morph is dead. Um, and Beast, the resident uh, genius and scientist on the team, is is captured by the Mutant Control Agency. And that's where we pick up in this episode with Beast uh, in custody, in jail, in wait, a, awaiting his bail hearing. In a big boy prison. And according to the book, there was apparently a lot of pushback for not including Magneto in the opening episode. Everyone's wondering where the X-Men's main nemesis is. And that's so lame, though. Because yeah. I thought that was awesome. They just well, gave yeah. little peeks. Yeah. And the reasons they gave for it was that, you know... They wanted people to see the repercussions of mutant violence, the Sentinels, without first witnessing the damage that, you know, mutants can cause. It's yeah. You don't want mutants versus mutants for your first episode. It kind of diminishes the point of the whole the whole shebang. Because that ultimately is the like greater conflict of the X Men. Like a lot and of times, specifically these ep- these two episodes that we're about to talk about, the whole Xavier Magnus, as we call him, Magnus relationship is like, yeah, exactly. All right, so that was the end of the episode. It was good. 
I feel like we. I, I don't. Let's go home. <laughs> We're done. We did it. Thanks for tuning in this week. Oh wait, so they also mentioned that part of the reason they included Sentinels was for the violence in the episode, so that they could have explosions and attacks and it's not oh, humans. have them it's go not, all yeah. out. Punching. It's, I mean, it's they did kind of murder moves. a lot of guards. And I mean, it was implied murder. You never saw anyone get murdered. I mean, there was people inside those tanks, if you want to believe that. But what you didn't see is off-screen Rogue actually safely got all the men out of the tank first, and then she picked it up and threw it into the ocean. Morph was all the murder I can handle in one episode. Mm. It's all any of us can handle, which is why it makes this episode really sad when you open up to see our big blue boy beast locked up in jail. Re- <laughs> Beast is locked up in jail and he's reading Animal Farm, a smart guy book. A smart guy book when you're in like sixth grade. <laughs> and then we see some classic bullying, you know, from humans to X-Men. Yeah. <clears throat> Just shitting on him, telling him that, oh, I bet you're looking at the pictures, you little bitch. <laughs> he really does have one of the worst voices I've I've ever heard. The, the walls of the prison come busting down. Busting. Busting. And, you know, everyone's saying... Oh, tell it, call your mutant friends off. But it's not the mutant friends. It's not the X-Men coming to help. No. It's actually your boy, Magnus. Yeah, and Beast thinks it's Wolverine. Yeah, that's his first. Oh, Wolverine, so impulsive. <laughs> yeah, so impulsive. And and then Magneto busts in, and he's he's there to, to break him out. He's floating. He's, he's looking intimidating as shit. Yeah, he it's is, a commercial break for Magneto's entrance. I mean, he looks incredible floating yeah, through that yeah, open. He really rips cool. open the window, the metal window bars. He pulls the pants down on the guard, which, great. He sends a humor Magneto metal shows pants. right the, out the gate. In these two episodes, he shows that he has, like, a complete mastery of his powers. Yes, complete. And, and what does Xavier call him? The, the master of magnetism or something? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well... I think Xavier might call him daddy also. I'll get into that later. I think that they might be deeply, There's deeply in love. something going on, maybe. And that just strengthens, strengthens oh, I the love relationship it. and also makes it that much more poignant. There's plenty, plenty of innuendos between Sabretooth and Wolverine that we'll get into as mm. well. This is the first time Beast has ever met Magneto, which is... Yeah, he has like a general idea of who he is. He's like, uh, Magneto, I presume. And, he, and then... Magneto finds out that it, that Xavier even has this school. Like, literally no one has known. Yeah. No, like, like Xavier and Magneto don't really know what each other are up to up yeah. until this point. Right. Well, they seems. fought recently, apparently, because Magneto lost to him. He says something like, I recovered from our last battle. Mm. But I think it must have been one-on-one. I think their last battle was, <laughs> like, sort of implied at the end of that flashback of, like, at some point in the distant past, they had some... It's kind of like Obi-Wan and Anakin, you know, when they meet in New Hope, and he's, you know, uh, yeah. you have learned much since I last... What the fuck does he say in that movie? I don't know. I don't know. We'll cut do that, that on our Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Let's cut that shit. <laughs> so Magneto's got total respect for Beast in this moment. He's, these dudes just busted into the mutant control agency and caused a ruckus, and he's like, these boys are speaking my language. I, I gotta see what's up. Let me recruit... Mr. Beast here. He seems really surprised, too, that Xavier would do something, would, like, sanction something like them breaking into the mutant control agency, too. I mean, it is very un-Xavier-like to have them even do that. And then he'll leave you in this prison? Yeah, and well, even Beast was like, yeah, it's pretty unlike him. And and Magneto is like, well, hey, dude, I'm here to get you. And Beast is like, no. (laughs) No, thanks. I obey the law. And so he stays in the cell, and and Magneto's like, are you stupid? (laughs) Like, what's wrong with you? So this is a, an important scene because Magneto kind of lays out his his whole deal. Yeah, basically, he's like, 
the humans must be crushed. Humans fear mutants, and that's why we 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 need to get rid of them. Like we're superior, and they fear us. And, as and, as they should, and yeah. he goes on to demonstrate right why Beast, they should. But Beast's whole thing, which I feel like is Xavier's whole thing, is he wants to show that mutants are not a threat, and he also explains that in the court later on in his little ding 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 ding. And thus, we get presented with sort of the second angle on this whole thing. Obviously, there's the mutant human conflict, and now there's the mutant mutant conflict, where some believe that they are superior, while others just simply want coexistence. Yeah. So and Magneto shows us why they're superior, right? Which so, I look, I'm personally in the yeah, yep. humans are superior camp. Like humans, your days are numbered. Let's <laughs> let's give people powers. Come on. Yeah. So he's like, okay, be stay here. And then he's like, hey, so these are the people you want to stay with. Turns around and sees like all these tanks and things are shooting at them. He's like, all right, and just destroys like everything. Bare, without mm-hmm. even trying. He doesn't even like lift a finger. He, yeah. I think he literally does the whole thing like cross armed, or yeah. maybe he reaches out his hand once or twice. He or whatever, disables the tank. He like has breaks a force all the field guns. around him. It's He's sick. just wrecking an army's worth of guys. And like, he invented the bat nipples too. Like he's got full on abs through. His oh, suit. he does. He's, he's like the nineties jacked suit man. I wish there were like little. Oh elect- yeah, they went they went like, like full Jim Lee jacked mm-hmm. uh, Magneto design with this one, especially when he bursts through the wall for the first time, and all you can see in his face his is like you see the helmet eyes. and it's yeah. just black, and then yeah. his eyes like that is directly ripped from my th- the I think it's X Men number one. The one Magnus that, is jacked. Nineteen ninety one, which uh, was a big Magneto story. It was one of the last ones that I believe bulging muscles on Magnus. <laughs> So he, he destroys everybody, and then we go back to um, Xavier in the uh, in the old school, and he's watching all this destruction. Yeah, he's watching Jubilee. It. And Jubilee's goes, like hot graphics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And that's when he gets into his whole backstory with uh, Magneto, aka Magnus. And this is ripped like straight from an X Men comic, Uncanny X Men One Sixty One, which was written by uh, Chris Claremont and Dave Cockrum. Um, What's the actual background in that? Because so yeah, in the comics, it's uh, it's World War Two. They they meet in Israel, and they're helping. Um, he's helping specific. Xavier is helping Holocaust survivors right, like mentally right. recover from the trauma that they endured by you know going through the concentration camps. And Magneto um, is also there helping him in his capacity uh, as a doctor because um, I I guess they're both they're also both sort of like doctor trained. Like they both know first aid and stuff. Yeah, I was about too. to say, what does Magneto do in this case? But Xavier like, load is, a stethoscope over. Well, ex- Magneto is also there like. Also, like, trying to see if he can suss out, like, and, like, look for problems to solve and stuff. Because he's now kind of in more revenge mode. And what ends up happening is this um, uh, Hydra, a group of Hydra agents come through. And um, they kidnap uh, this woman who Xavier's been treating, Gabrielle Haller, who, um, for those of you who read the comics, know is David Haller's mom and David Haller's character Legion. Uh, who is oh, Xavier's long-lost hmm. son. Oh, shit. But okay. they don't touch on any of that here, of the fact that he meets this woman. She's, like, nameless in it. But in the comic, yeah, Hydra attacks, basically, kidnaps her. Xavier and Magneto go on a mission to go fight. It's Baron Von Strucker, um, and they oh, go fight yeah, yeah. Strucker and Hydra. And Hydra's also, like, looking for, like, Nazi gold or something like that. And there's this whole other plot in it, too. And it, but basically, the whole issue is a flashback like we see in uh, the comic of, of them fighting these guys who are, I think they're just like rebels is yeah. the, in the animated yeah. series. They were helping out veterans of some war that had just happened, and then some rebels started coming out of the woodwork and like fucking with captured 
patience. Yeah, but and I mean, it, the, it made it, they made it seem like Magneto and him discovered their powers in that moment, like when all that was happening. No, Is that no, the case? they discovered each other's powers. They discovered that they did not uh, know that each other were mutants yeah, until yeah. then, until okay. they both had to fight these yeah. guys together. So which they is were almost they were, directly ripped from the comics. I mean, it. it's, it's crazy how close this is, both in like design and like storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, going back to our allegories for love between these two and little subtle nods, they came out together in this moment. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. And it's only just begun. This romance is blossoming. I, I like this. I've never really thought about it like this, but now it kind of makes sense. I like it. We're gonna um, follow this thread. For well, the it's almost it's almost like series. a broke back mountain thing where they like had this thing together and then they drifted apart. Yeah, right. and now, yeah it's yeah. beautiful. Right. But or now, a, but now they're like locked in these uh, opposing ideologies and they're destined to fight each other forever. But if they just learn to love, yeah, that wheelchair is made of metal and you can pull him in for a little kiss. <laughs> Speaking of a kiss, uh, Xavier finishes the story and then Jubilee's like, "It'll be okay," and kisses him. On the cheek, but it's I don't still care. Weird. No, it's <laughs> weird. It's just, absolutely weird. Did she like just meet him? She's like, everything's gonna be fine, and she, he just stares into oblivion. He's like, that's what the, do that's I an do? appropriate response. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, what do I do about yeah. that? Yeah, look, the an, the animation's limited at some points. I think instead of showing her like pat his hand or something, it's better to like give a kiss. I guess. Maybe just I walk know. away. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Like anyway. It's showing that it's a completely normal relationship, and it's obviously one-sided on Jubilee's yeah. part. Yeah. And then this leads us to the court case. All right, so Beast is in court uh, for his bail hearing. He's got a dude representing him, but... Uh, Wait, that's you, not just a dude. Who is it? That's that's Hodge. Well, he, he says Hodge, which is Cameron Hodge. I didn't know that. Who in the comics is the... <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just going to be the guy with the whole episode. like, yeah, I'm in the comics. No, Cameron Hodge is basically like the PR agent slash lawyer for the X-Men in the books. Oh. We'll see what they do with him in this series. I'm not going to spoil anything because there's a certain trajectory he goes on. So, so he's kind of like a civil rights lawyer in the time of... So oh, that's cool. Yes. Yeah, and he's I also like, like he was like roommates with Angel in college or something like that. Obviously, Angel's not on this show yet, but... Huh. Yeah. Okay, cool. But in the comics, he was a founding member. So Haji Boy is uh, representing Beast. Uh, but however, in the middle, Beast says, you know what? You're not really doing your job. And he goes, uh, Your Honor. Yes, Mr. McCoy. May I address the court on the subject of mitigating circumstances? And to be honest, when I heard that, my eyes rolled back the furthest they possibly could <laughs> into my oh, skull. Yeah, because yeah. I'm just like, dude. Like, I love Beast. I do. But like... I, I he needs to chill. He's a smartass. He's so he's so pretentious. He's extra. Yeah. Man. Well, he blows his quote immediately because he's like, to quote the bard, "I am a mutant." Yeah, I've got it right here. <laughs> like, you, here's his statement. Well, uh, nope. Yeah. So if you were worried uh, before, you had a right to be. Here you go. Thank you, Your Honor. Your Honor, we mutants yearn only to live in peace with our human brothers. To paraphrase the bard, <laughs> I am a mutant. Hath not a mutant senses, affections, fed with the same food, audience is falling asleep by the same winter and summer as a human is? If you prick us, do we not bleed? Don't tempt these people, Mr. McCoy. Judge is over it. I'm pretty sure the judge starts like tapping his finger during it too, because he's just like, come on. The judge is racist to be fair. He sucks. Yeah, for sure. But, well, he does let him speak and he lets him go. But he, uh, he doesn't let him go. He says, or he, he just doesn't let him go. He charges him with a simple felony, and, but denies him bail. Yes, I, I mean the thing is, as he should, because the thing is, there. This is for <laughs> breaking and entering. 
and, an and armed pro- attack and probably a lot of murder on a private facility <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah like definitely murder I mean one of the well, guys of the in gu- the crowd yeah, he's yeah. like my brother was one of them guys he's like what about the people you hurt and they're like well okay yeah I guess so um, but uh, Cyclops mean, and Wolverine are lock there lock him up yeah thankfully they're there watching making sure Beast gets his <laughs> due in court yeah except when, when he gets his doing court Wolverine's like what the fuck is this and he gets real pissed yep. and uh, he's about to lay a smackdown yeah he's literally about to he's oh claws out no the guard pushes him to the ground and Wolverine's like oh I tell him now and right before he can do anything our boy Sabretooth busts in the wall Kool-Aid man style just out of nowhere it just Boss comes through it. the wall yep and who doesn't do anything about it is Wolverine, as Sabretooth is immediately, like, beset upon by guards and, like, getting attacked. Yeah, it was a bad plan on his part. Like, they very quickly kind of take care of Sabretooth. And Cyclops wants to help. Yeah, he's like, we gotta help our mutant brother so that he doesn't get taken in by the police. And Wolverine's like, <laughs> not my problem. Well, as soon as Sabretooth comes in, Wolverine locks eyes with him and truly, madly, deeply starts to play. And in yeah. slow motion, Sabretooth <laughs> right. whips his hair back. Yeah. I don't know. I felt a vibe between those two, and it doesn't. There's go away. something, and Jubilee. I'm horned up today. Yeah, <laughs> Jubilee sees him at some point, and she's like, "I feel like they're kind of. He's kind of like Wolverine." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, no shit. They're both like animals." You know, at a time like this, I just I want to ask, like, what if Morph was still with us? Oh my god. Yeah, I can't stop thinking. Because here's about the him. thing: like Morph, at any he could have taken the judge's identity, and oh. like set Beast free. Yeah, it's the thing. Magneto thinks mutants are stronger than humans, but they were. Until they lost, until more. they lost more, the strongest mutant of them all. I think now, that, what are they going to do? I think that's why it happens at the end of that. You know, at the end of the pilot of this show is because they're showing like this massive seismic shift in the yep. <laughs> the world of the mutants as Life this extremely morph. powerful mutant morph is. This for you, morph. That's what I, I say every morning when I get up. <laughs> um. So Cyclops starts trying to help Sabretooth. He starts blasting the guards away. He kills three of them in cold blood. And Wolverine uh, does jack all about it. Yeah, and we don't see it, but I think they probably just they drag him back to the yeah, school. Yeah, it's, it's off screen. I think commercial break or something like that, where all of a sudden they're back at the school and they're like, "We're bringing in Sabretooth." Get it's the- worth noting that. Okay, so Cyclops has his sunglasses on at this point. When he takes them off, yeah. he blasts the the three guards. Mm-hmm. Is that just full? Like, if he's not wearing his visor, is it full blast? I think it's all. I, I mean, it's th- all one pa- one power strength when so he doesn't have his glasses. When he doesn't, he yeah. killed them then. I mean, he technically yes. I mean, it's an animated series, so you know. Yeah, I look. He decapitated robots with that same <laughs> blast. So. No, and that was controlled by his visor. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah, they are technically. I mean, those guys in the bar are technically also when they tried to take his sunglasses off in the last episode. Sure. I have in the notes. Cyclops murders three guards. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can add those three to the X-Men kill count. <laughs> Damn, this is a bloodbath. So uh, next next up, we see Sabretooth on life support, basically, at, back at the school. And Wolverine just very calmly walks through the door and cuts his life support <laughs> this off. Is a, that might be my favorite moment of the show so far. Yeah. <laughs> just without hesitation, just <laughs> instantly cuts his life support off. I don't think it's his life support. I think it's just like his EKG. Just like get Whatever the, get it him is, the fuck out he's like, um, he, he cuts the cords and I mean, starts rolling into the door. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he just, it's life support. And he <laughs> he's like, see you in hell. Um, so, then it, so Xavier walks in while... Wolverine's like wheeling him out. He's like trying to kick him out into the into the cold, into the snow. It's not. Yeah, snow. Wolverine's like literally takes Sabretooth's bed and is like dragging He's it out the door. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He was near death, and Wolverine says, "Good." Yeah, he says, 
Wait, I don't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted you to do the voice. Oh, yeah. Um, Xavier basically is like, if you kick him out, don't bother coming back to the school. Like, we're here to help everybody, no matter who they are. And he's like, dude, you don't get it. He's Like, Sabretooth is a bad dude. Doesn't he tell him he, like, murdered his friends or yeah. something? No, he, he said, um, I, I think the backstory he gives is, like... We used to be friends, and then he, like, murdered some friends of mine. For no reason. For no reason, yeah. and then we became enemies. And Xavier's like, no, we still must help him. Yeah, and he, Xavier basically comes in to be like, hey, Magneto's fucking up an army base right now. Like, we need your help. And he's like, oh, wait, what are you doing? Um, so as they're walking out. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> as they're walking out, Xavier's like, personal vendettas don't have any place here. And he's like, and Wolverine's like, oh, really? Then, like, you know, why, oh, well, here you go. We're supposed to trash your old enemy, but we gotta go easy on mine. Yeah. Uh, sorry, my neck's a little sore from all that headbanging. <laughs> <laughs> that song is awesome. Yeah, so he hits him with a sick burn, and Xavier's kind of left stunned because guess what? He's right. It's the ultimate one-liner. Oh, we should also point out that the there's only three mutants that he sends out on this mission. It's Cyclops, Storm, oh, yeah. and Wolverine. The, um, the top three, We honestly. haven't seen anything sorry. yet. Sorry, Gambit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He, well, Gambit is not in this episode. Gambit's He's not. Probably with the uh, lady that sold him the cards in there. Uh, Monomi. Gambit and Rogue both missing from this episode. Yeah, oh. true. Yeah, we see Magneto. He's taken out a military base by and himself. It, like, if you thought the intro was like, oh, man, yep. Magneto's just really oh, wrecking yeah. He's, like, doing it tenfold here. And oh, he's, yeah. He's not only that, but he's also hacking and he's using his powers to like hack into the military defense and like launch missiles and put timers yeah, on he's missiles. He's redirecting and... missiles back into the into the military. Like he's he knows what he's doing. I gotta point out something. Okay. This is once again okay. directly ripped from the comics. Very first uncanny X-Men issue, uh the original issue of the X-Men with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. It's Magneto. At an Air Force base or something. And uh, yeah, the X-Men get dispatched on their very first mission right after Jean Grey shows up at the school and uh, they, they fight him. This version's a lot cooler though uh, because you got Storm in the mix and you didn't have Storm there back then and she's just doing all kinds of awesome shit here. It's great. They do a lot of great editing in the show. I think it's worth mentioning like any action that they can't pull off with the animation, they kind of like use quick cuts in a great way like close on Wolverine's claws going into the wall as he climbs up and like their entrance is fucking badass it's really cool you see like yeah you see like part of the wall just explode and then Cyclops just runs through it and like he does that again later with Wolverine where Wolverine's just like amazing when he runs to the control room like as the countdown he doesn't even have to tell him yeah so like Magneto basically tries to recruit them to his cause Mm -hmm. and they're like they're like no we're X-Men we don't believe in that crazy shit and Magneto's like oh well I guess you're not gonna join me then I'm gonna destroy the world Cyclops tells Magneto, you know, come quietly or be taken. And Wolverine says, and I hope you want to be taken. Yeah, and then he also loves it. And then Magneto goes, better that we die on our feet than live on our knees. (sighs) Which is pretty much his main. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. It's also worth noting that Cyclops blasts Magneto with with an eye beam and he deflects it. He's got a shield, a force field, if you will. It just, like, bounces off. So they actually do explain this in that very first issue where, because Magneto's powers are also very fast and loose in that as well, where he, like, literally, Uh, like, clumps a group of guys together with his powers. And the way they explain it is that he can control the magnetism in the air. I mean, yeah, I'll allow it. It's cool. You fool, don't you realize that magnets and air are related? (laughs) (laughs) You're a fool. (laughs) 
Um, um, yeah, so he deflects it, and uh, yeah, he, I and mean, Magneto he, like, just fucks drops up the X Men. He, he picks them all three of them up and just drops them. Yeah, the Wolverine's never had a chance. No. no, oh no, no, no. Magneto drops them, and he's basically like, "Hey, I'm not going to kill you. I just want you to relay this message to Xavier that you guys still have a chance to join me. Like humans suck." We're obviously way stronger. We have a chance here to do the it. The invitation is always open. Yeah, exactly. He launches the missiles and then bounces, basically. And uh, they wake up, and Storm is like, I know what I have to do. Well, no, Cyclops first offers to blow the fucking thing up right above their head. Yep. He's going to kill everyone at the base. Including- oh, yeah, he's like, better here than in yeah, a city. Yeah, and I'm like... Which is true. This is the leader. Yeah, it's true, though. It's a, that, that, he, hey, you know, there's one thing about Cyclops... <laughs> I don't apologize for command decisions. And that's true. Absolutely true. <laughs> Luckily, Storm was there to, to write Yeah, she's the like, show. no, I'll kill myself. Uh, and she flies after the missiles. And she's just going to blow them up herself and, and sacrifice Oh, yeah, herself. no, she doesn't consult them at all. She's like, I- I'll do this. And Good thing. Like, wait, 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 wait. This is a big moment because we realize the X's on their chests aren't just decoration. They're <gasps> comms. Oh, true. And they blink, and that's how they communicate <laughs> to each other. And Storm gets a message as she's flying to chill, Storm. Don't kill yourself. Yeah. She's like, no, I got to do it. I'm sorry. And then good thing, Xavier, listening in through Cerebro, (laughs) he's basically like, yo, Storm, you don't, you don't have to do this. I'm going to teleport or telepathically download information, information from our computer into your, into my Mm -hmm. brain, then into your brain about the schematics of the missiles. And she immediately gets it. She's like, I understand. She tornadoes them towards the water and then disarms the warhead with her lightning. Which pretty cool, <laughs> bit of a stretch, but you know what? No, 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 it's no, no, awesome. no. She uploaded no, the no. information. Classic X Men are unstoppable. If you can just transfer all this data <laughs> at any time, it shocked me. Well, that is the challenge of the X Men, and we'll see a little bit more of this in the next episode. But it's like this thing of like, okay, you have all of these people with all these incredible powers. You have to. How do you find ways to like put them in situations where they can't just like easily and obviously use their powers to win right so like they create this whole thing where like she's just gonna have to blow them up until oh and then xavier pops in and is able to like help avert that situation yeah um (laughs) sorry (laughs) cool no i can't (laughs) you get next time just be like you fucking no i literally meant i meant that i was like yeah i agree (laughs) that's that's it um, no further comments, Your Honor. This so is a Storm, judge-themed episode. Yeah, right. Hey, wake up. <laughs> Objection. So Storm uh, uses all of her energy to do that and falls into into Wolverine's arms. He well, sprints he and sprints. catches He's her. A, Cyclops is like, I'm a s- slow fuck. You go. Yeah. And then <laughs> she he they like all convene and he she's asleep and he goes, Must be our company, Cyclops. She's asleep. She's exhausted. Mission accomplished, buddy. <laughs> I love Let's that. Go home. You gotta go play Mission home. Accomplished, buddy, for every end of it. Let's go home. I love it. She's, oh. but he says she's exhausted. Mission accomplished, buddy. Like that was that that was the mission. We so, exhausted her. Must be our company. I love it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so then, very closing image of the episode is we see Magneto. I just I love any ending where it's just like Cyclops and Wolverine, just like mm-hmm. setting aside how much they just absolutely despise each other. Just be like, yeah, I was we're surprised. Awesome. Me too. Like, like I was surprised. Look, there's a wide open hole in uh, Wolverine's heart right now. He lost his best. He friend. is a nice guy. He's got to fill it with somebody. He just gets pissed. Gambit's not reliable enough. He's out fucking and and wiling out. He doesn't like Gambling. being told what to do. Yeah. 
So that's episode three. Episode three, Enter Magneto, Wait, leading no. us directly. More like exit Magneto. Ayo. <laughs> Well, it's great because they, they introduced this idea of personal rivalries that are threatening the like overall mission and philosophy of the X-Men. And this is a theme that's just going to be uh, continuously explored into the next episode, Deadly Reunions. So we're going to take a quick little break and then we will be back for episode four, Deadly Reunions. Welcome back. Episode four. I miss you. This episode, we're going to be talking about two guys who were put on different paths. And you have to think they probably miss each other just a little bit, even though they're kind of enemies. <laughs> Professor X, he just rolls his chair, slides on that Cerebro, puts on some smooth, smooth jazz, and he says, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> searching somewhere out there for Magneto. Just turns him off immediately. Uh, yeah, so this episode starts with some pretty wacky kind of therapy where Xavier is just invading Sabretooth's mind. Well, first, you don't even fully know. Well, I guess, no, you do know it's Sabretooth's mind. You know what? Just cut you start this. To, <laughs> no, it's, you start to figure it out because you're just in this wacky world of, like, Sabretooth running from people. You see a little bit of his background where, like, people are calling him ugly and, like, it's a like monster. Drowning in Pepto-Bismol for some reason. <laughs> but you're also seeing these faces faces of mutants that we have not seen on the show yet at all. I mean, you might recognize Wolverine. I think that's the only guy, the face that we see there. You're like, oh, I yeah. might oh, know who there's that Deadpool, is. though. Yeah, I know. So it opens up. I've got a list of them here. Um, oh, cool. I'd see. I didn't even know. I didn't even. If you've read some 90s X-Men comics, you know who these guys are. Uh, it's Deadpool, Wolverine, Maverick, Shiva, <laughs> Janice Hollenbeck, and Omega Red. And Omega if, Red. I knew who's that one. Janice Hollenbeck? If those names mean anything to you, it's probably because you know a thing or two about the Weapon X program. Mm. Um, Janice. Whoa, 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 who's Janice? She's kind of a random scientist character that I think the show is probably going to bolster in the future they don't in this episode because she a love interest or something or she's like basically there's a mission that weapon x goes on in which i think they're supposed to like extract her and it goes bad because this is when Sabretooth like betrays them and i think he oh, oh, is okay. the one who ends up killing her or something like that or that he ends sense. up killing I knew some she of the other love members interest because they're in love with each other yep exactly further evidence uh, your honor no more objections right the only reason I know who's, who Omega Red is is because I would play as him in the X-Men fighting game back oh, in the sick. day. And I had no idea who he was, but I was like, this guy's awesome. He's just like long hair and like tentacles. And if Sabretooth is Wolverine's main enemy, he's the second. Yep. Oh, really? Oh, he's oh, a big, yeah. big baddie, which is why I'm... But the thing is, they both hate him. Okay, like Sabretooth and cause, So the thing is, that mission was like... up against them. Like Omega Red, yeah. I think, on that mission was trying to kill like Janice or something like that. And it was like basically the Weapon X team fighting against Omega Red. Because Omega Red is part of like the Soviet version mm -hmm. of Weapon X, essentially. Um, I mean... They'll... He's got cool whips. Yep. <laughs> cool whips. He's got cool whips. That's his powers, folks. I mean, hopefully we'll meet him further down the line and he'll be a bigger part of this because, I mean, it seems like he's going to be. Otherwise, why would they even introduce it, right? So we've yeah. got this mushroom trip of a Sabretooth brain infiltration. And at one point, Sabretooth and Professor X, they just meld into one human that looks absolutely terrifying. Like, hairy knuckles. Looks like Mr. Clean. 
I looked away from the episode for a second, and then I looked back, and I saw that, like, hybrid version of them, and I was like, wait, Sabretooth used to be a scientist? I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, I, I was really lost. I should not He's have. like a scientist in a dungeon yeah. or something? <laughs> yeah, literally, I was like, I need to restart the episode. Well, that's all, like, straight out of, like, the comic illustrations. Like, they, yeah, they that's like the way they, they show the astral plane and, like, the mindscape mm. is, like, exactly like that with, like, oh, the brick cool. walls that suddenly come up to, like, signal, like, a psychic block gotcha. or, like, you know, the guys flashing and morphing into each other. Like, that's, yeah. And he can't penetrate his mind. He just can't seem to do it. There's too much anger there. And for a second, yeah. Professor X is thinking, man, maybe Magneto was right. Maybe, like, there is no hope for us mutants out there. And then Sabretooth says this. I may look like I have it all, but inside, <laughs> I'm just a scared little boy who never learned how to ask for people's food or their burgers. <laughs> and the thing that scares me the most is that if people found out, my wife would go to jail. Cause every night, a little boy goes down on her. Oh, I'm oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Say, <laughs> I had to do. <laughs> no, yeah, say, no. Sabretooth says all that, and then he basically just goes, "Psych." You think you can Not. get through me? <laughs> nah. So then, <laughs> Professor X gets the source of Sabretooth's real anger. Yeah. And it's Wolverine, but it's not actually Wolverine. It's a creature-looking gremlin version of Wolverine in the hellscape that is Sabretooth's mind. Sabretooth. Th- I mean, this is the part where Sabretooth, he, he's, a, he's conscious, and he says, yeah, me and Wolverine used to, like, run together back in the day. And Wolverine's like, nah, he killed my friends. I do want to run it back real quick and say that when, when we Can't do we? meet the X-Men, they're all just, like, hanging out in Xavier's office, like, drinking drinks. Like, they all yeah. have, like drinks and like coffee and shit in their hands and they're just like it's like a teacher's morning routine which is to gather around while in full uh, costume uh, professor x invades someone's mind unwillingly is there consent with this invasion of brains it's weird weird. professor x doing fucked up they're they're holding saber tooth against his will like he doesn't want to be there it's really weird it's very invasive and they all kiss him on the cheek. It's a morning routine. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Buddy. There's one thing they teach you in Xavier school. It's that you always kiss Xavier on the cheek. Yeah. The, we get a little bit of a charged conversation between Wolverine and, and, uh, and Sabretooth here yeah. as well. There are still some recesses of his mind that I have failed to penetrate. Mm-hmm. But I trust I will. Okay. Given enough time. I'll penetrate his recesses. Okay. Wolverine. What's wrong, Wolverine? No kiss and makeup. Already kissed. Kiss this. Ooh. Already kissed Xavier this morning. I'm sweating. This is also where Sabretooth like reveals that he like, you know, killed some of Wolverine's friends and like Wolverine's obviously upset about that. So he's like, you know what? Screw this. Like, I'm out of here. I want no part of this. Even though Xavier's like, oh, we need you to like help with Sabretooth's therapy. And I don't know what <laughs> crazy ass therapy he has planned yeah. for Sabretooth. But Wolverine wants no part of it. And so he dips. And then this is when they find out about uh, a metrochemical plant that's being attacked by Magneto. So not only has Wolverine lost Morph, he's lost a lot of friends. This is the first time he's gone through pain like this. He's and that's why Morph's death resonates all the more. Yeah, I could care less. Um, <laughs> so Xavier goes, now we must face the master of magnetism. And then uh, it cues the awesome, like, X-Jet take. Is that what it's called? There is a great scene with Magneto Black when he's bird. alone in his, mm. in his lair, though, and he basically just, like, spins the wheel of, like, who should I attack oh, today? Just awesome. looking at, like, Google images. Yes. Like, yes. Of, like Google oh. Maps. Like a massive computer, and yeah. all he's using is just, like, 
a map basically he's, he's just like he's like googling like important yeah. human yeah. resources <laughs> i think he might be really dumb it's yeah it's really possible but he's really powerful so it doesn't matter yeah i got to i'll get rid of the chemicals after all <laughs> they'll die without chemicals <laughs> one weird thing to me is that they're all leaving right so they're sitting out on their mission, and Professor X assigns Jubilee to look after Sabretooth. Yeah. Seems like oh a really God. shitty thing to do. Well, yeah. Well, they do Spoilers. The, they, doesn't go well. <laughs> they also do that in the comic, too. There's always, like, let's leave, like, the weak mutant back to, like, Terrible watch on idea. the extremely dangerous guy who's being held. Professor X does not look like a great leader so far. I'll just say that. We'll see how he fares by the end of this episode. So we got Magneto blowing up this fucking power plant or chemical plant, and he says... The whole time he's just dicking around wondering what Professor X is going to look like when he sees him again because he hasn't seen him. In he's time. like obsessed about it, yeah. He's like, is he going to be in a toupee? You have a really good point about this. What will he wear? Yeah. He, there's, some, there's something there. He's doing all this to just and he get does when he does show up, he's like, Giddy about you've it. aged well. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's nice. This is another example, too, of like Magneto's powers just totally kind yeah, of over. Yeah, exactly. Being overpowered and like them just kind of like, yeah, he can kind of do anything. Like he just like Magneto. dispatches Rogue, like Cyclops, Storm. Like they are no problem for him. Like he's just like repelling anything they throw at him. That's when the sick burn that Professor, I mean, Magneto tells Storm, um, don't you know that electricity and magnetism are related? <laughs> he doesn't elaborate. I'm just, he, I don't think he fully knows how they're related. He's just like, I guess what? <laughs> Sometimes they're together, you know? And she gets knocked into the wall, and then... The wall starts crumbling down on her. It triggers a little PTSD montage, yeah. little flashback. We find out Storm's claustrophobic because of some traumatic event from her childhood yeah, in which they, she was I, stuck in rubble. Rub, yeah, something fell on her, and she was she just started screaming and freaking out. Kinda. You would think that at this point, like, if Xavier is sending them to go fight Magneto again, like, they would be equipped with non-metal shit, right? Like, that would be the smart thing for the X-Men to do right. at this point. But they're all, like, still, I'm assuming, wearing metal because Magneto's able Knight's to use armor. his powers against them. So after his team gets dispatched, he decides he's going to show up, Xavier. Yeah, I mean, like, Magneto <laughs> is, like, about to kill all of them, and, Magne and Xavier just flies in on Xavier's his golden like, chair. Xavier's like, let's just see if you guys can do this, and then if you can't... I'll come out from behind the corner. Uh, Professor X shows up. He's like, okay, fine. You fucked up my mutants enough. Let me let me hop in there. And we see Rogue come to the rescue and try to save Cyclops. Uh, and she says, you're not going to like this before giving him CPR, which is a little weird for her to say. But And if you remember her powers, <laughs> it's not going to be good news in a few minutes. Oh, so Rogue gives Cyclops CPR against his will. She I mean, grabs him by the face. You would think, look, if you were unconscious, you would want Rogue to give you CPR, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Like, if course. it's that or death. Yeah, no, I'm like, just making... It's a teammate to it's teammate a, thing. She just gives a little... She get, she likes to give a little a little quip here and there. That is true. She does say, uh, like, I hope Jean's not mad at me for this or yeah. something like that. Right. Threesome oh, yeah. And this is the first time... Oh, no, she says, little, no, she says, don't tell Jean. Yeah. Yeah, she jokes. She's like, don't tell Jean. And little, then she's... Little lore. This she is the first time that we get any indication that Jean and Scott, a.k.a. Yeah. Cyclops, are together. She, like, consoles him at the end of that episode. But, like, yeah. besides that, there's no real... I mean, that could have just been a friendly thing. So, yeah, she gives him CPR and... Mouth to mouth. ...absorbs his power. And yeah, her like, eyes just start blasting. And I didn't notice this the first time I watched it, but... So she, her eyes just start blasting lasers, and, and Cyclops wakes up. He's like, huh? And she's like, what the fuck do what I do? I do? <laughs> and, but this little detail I never noticed, she looks at her hands and laser blasts her hands, and they start smoking. Mm -hmm. But And so normally, if that happened, 
their hands are gone. But yep. because she's indestructible, they're just like sizzling a little bit. And it's I was a great like, detail. Yeah, yeah, I was like, wow, if anyone else did this, they'd be just like, they'd lose their hands immediately. Well, he also, Cyclops has to tell her to close her eyes. She doesn't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. It's also um, a bit, it doesn't quite work out that like she takes your life force by touching you, right? But she's able uh, to use that to give life to Cyclops to wake oh, him no, up? Oh, no, no. I think she just breathed into him. Yeah. But she's still touching him. Like, the, the mouth-to-mouth oh, is still happening. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Like, she, her powers would work and just suck the life out of it. I, she can... Hey, comic joking. books, folks. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, she also helps Storm. <laughs> she helps Storm out of the Rebel, too. And, but, I mean, Rogue is the MVP, I think, of the episode. Really. Oh, yeah. So, meanwhile, Professor X and Magneto are just staring at each other. Yeah. Locking eyes and... Professor X says, they basically I'm here, Magneto. The next move is yours, which is open invitation for, for uh, finger season. A little kiss. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, they basically just, like, espouse philosophy at each other for the yeah. next, like, ten minutes. Like It's, it's a lot of what we've been hearing it, for the past two episodes. Yeah. Um, and, but uh, now they're talking at each other for the first time. Yeah. Magneto whips fucking Professor X's metal chair because... Yeah, he just Professor flips X that... Professor sh- X shouldn't have brought his metal... Uh, Big, big metal boy. Like, again, you'd think Professor X would know by now, oh, hey, we're fighting the Master of Magnetism. I shouldn't, I should have brought my wooden wheelchair to this fight, you know? Yeah, doesn't work. Flips him out of his chair, and right as he's about to kill him, he says, Farewell, Xavier. Your blindness has sealed your fate. Uh Uh-oh. But what happens? Xavier, psychic blasts him. He makes him see some childhood trauma. Just, like, nonstop. And Magnus... Does not like that. No. <laughs> we, we forgot to mention last episode in the flashbacks of Magnus and Professor X, Professor X is walking. Oh, good point. Oh, that's right. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. So what is that about? We don't about? know what happened to Xavier when he lost his ability to walk. help us. We're going to find out. I can't wait. But yeah, Xavier basically just like traumatizes Magneto to the point that Magneto runs away. Like he literally gets reverted back into like a, a childlike state of like fear. And, and yeah. like Xavier just completely like psychically torments him to the point of it's just really dipping. fucked up. Again, yeah. he's invading people's minds. No, not a even lot. that part. Oh, it's oh. just like, let me show you your parents dying. I mean, he's yeah. got to do something. And Magneto doesn't have the, like, psychic blockers in his helmet yet, I guess. I guess I'm assuming he'll figure that out for their next fight, I hope. So what did he build his helmet for? Maybe it does, like, light blockage? It can help him float, because it's metal. I don't know. Kevlar. (laughs) Don't shoot me in the face. So he he runs away, flies away, since Rogue is still... um, Rogue is blind. Rogue's blind. She just got her eyes closed, just walking around. I mean, that's another, like, great example of them, like, figuring out ways to take these overpowered people and... You know, make them vulnerable. Like the quote unquote indestructible rogue, all of a sudden now is like this massive liability to the team because she absorbs Cyclops and can't, just because she can absorb the powers doesn't mean she can control them. Yeah. And Professor X is like, why? What what about the workers, rogue? Do something. And she's like, I can't fucking open my eyes right now, you (laughs) dick. Well, Xavier, so yeah, Rogue kind of comes up with like a Cyclops and, and, and Storm kind of like under her arms or whatever. And she's like, hey, Xavier, like what the hell are we doing? And Xavier like uses his telepathic powers to like bring his wheelchair over to him, which yeah. I don't know how that works. And then guides them all home through Rogue. Because he, he's like, a telepath. He's not telekinetic, right? Like he oh, can't just move objects. I didn't think about that. Yeah, no, Jean Gray is the telekinetic. Oh. She's telekinetic. He can only alter people's minds. Well, there's also Magneto like, Busting down a brick wall and st- like, what is he using to do that? I mean, you could what are those theoretically sonic waves. He's doing. I mean, you could say he's like, I don't know, cracking the rebar to the point of like 
the rebar that's like in the walls. That's know. definitely what he did in the prison. Don't yeah, you know, you bricks can see and it. magnets are related. <laughs> I mean, look, they, they cut a lot of corners on the show yeah. because uh, it's more fun that way. So um, then we cut to the press conference of our boy Senator Kelly. God, this fucking real dickhead who pulls a real Kanye move here and just announces his presidency. Spitting yep. more propaganda. He's saying, hey, remember that Mutant Control Act that was, or Mutant Registration Act that was introduced in the pilot was, uh, you know, vetoed by the president? Well, I'm running for president and I'm bringing it back. Yeah, and even worse, I'm going to put mutants in internment camps. He calls. He also calls them like these unfortunate mistakes of nature. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, so and fucked. So Sabretooth's locked up in his little metal chair, and he sees this on the news, and he's not very happy about it. We, we already established that Sabretooth's a very angry boy. Yeah, because Kelly, he says he wants to send them to, like, literally he says, I'm sending them to internment camps. Yeah. Like, also, I think Gyrick is standing behind one of the cameras, or, like, a guy who's in, like, a green suit and has, like, a similar mm. look. I mean, they also might have just, like, reused the character model or something. That's fair. So Sabretooth's freaking out. He's angry, <laughs> and Jubilee comes up to him, and he's like, hey... These are a little too tight. And she's like, oh, you're hurt, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, can you, like, loosen them? She's like, yeah. Again, <laughs> Professor X left All a right. 13-year-old in charge of a sure. vicious killing machine. She's like, you're not going to do anything bad, right? And he's like, no. No. Who, me? Yeah, no, everything's fine. He's like, oh, no, I'm just going to rip your arms off. I'm joking. And she's like, okay, whatever, fine. So guess what? Yeah, uh... He, it goes exactly the way you think it would. He holds her by the neck, basically, and he's like, "I." And reveals his plan, didn't he? He revealed why he was there in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right away. He says, "You really think a few mealy mouth words from that old weakling could change me? I've been faking it." Right. So Sabretooth starts fighting Jubilee, and she does her quick fireworks to sort of get away from him. And this is another thing that's ripped straight from the com. Oh wait, it's actually not ripped straight from the comics because oh. guess what? Three years after this episode came out, and around, uh, I think it was 1994, Uncanny X-Men 311 is unleashed onto the public. Ladies and gentlemen, it is finally time to investigate 311! (laughs) Andrew? Written by Scott Lobdell and uh, drawn by John Romita Jr., uh, it's a f- issue in which uh, most of the X-Men are away from the mansion. Um, Beast is in is doing repairs on an alien uh, nuclear like power source that is that is powering the mansion at that time. And uh, they have Sabretooth in custody. And Z- Xavier is trying to rehabilitate him, similar to the way he's doing in this episode. Power goes out um, because Beast's experiments go wrong, and uh, B- Sabretooth gets free, and he's basically, it turns into, like, sort of a slasher, like, type horror comic, where, like, Sabretooth is, like, stalking the halls looking for Jubilee, and, like, they fight, and it's, like, really intense, and he almost kills her, but then uh, Bishop is actually the one oh, who cool. comes and uh, saves her. I don't know who that is. I just oh, watched the show. you'll meet Bishop. <laughs> oh, you'll meet Bishop. Sorry, I don't watch, I don't uh, read. <laughs> And Bishop was actually in Days of Future Past, the feature film. He was. Who Although was in a much different role. But. Jubilee is now Sabretooth has Jubilee by the throat, basically. He's about to rip her throat out. And he reveals that he's been doing this whole thing for Magneto. He's been working for him. And long before Heath what? Ledger, Joker pulled his, you know, fake capture. God, oh long God. before Loki was, you know, put himself in the Avengers big ship thingy. What's big it called? The helicarrier? Thingy. Yeah. Big ship thingy. Uh, was doing this shit before that and it all clicks you're a viewer watching this and your brain's exploding because you're suddenly like oh yeah why did Sabretooth get taken out by a couple gunshots in court 
All None of it. Part of the plan. He seemed yeah. a lot more powerful when we saw him in the pilot when he was literally throwing police cars at helicopters and stuff. <laughs> By the way, Professor X sucks if you can't tell that this dude's not actually oh, right. I think Professor X has taken nothing but L's in these yeah, first right. four episodes. Jesus. He kind of realizes it by the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can like, get into that I, a little I should later, probably yeah. take myself a little more seriously. In the <laughs> He's like, man, I got to rethink some stuff. <laughs> So we get to see just how evil Sabretooth is because yeah, he's about to kill a right child. Right before he's about to rip Jubilee's throat out, all of a sudden, here comes Wolverine walking in. And we, we get the showdown that we've kind of been waiting for since we first saw Sabretooth and Wolverine in the yeah. first episode. He sniffs a little scent and he's like, hey, my old buddy. Ozone. And I think like there's a there's a stark difference between like Sabretooth and Wolverine's standoff and Xavier and Magneto's because like with Xavier and Magneto, I feel like most of the time they're talking about like ideology, like, oh, you know, the humans are beneath us, Charles. And oh, no, they're not. They're equals and blah, blah, blah. And whereas this, it's literally like between Wolverine and Sabretooth, it's all just like personal jabs Mm -hmm. where it's like, you've gone soft. You're Magneto's watchdog. Like they're just like personally insulting each other. And uh, I just love that, like that theme through these two episodes of like you know, our enemies as like dark mirror reflections of ourselves, which is like explored like more like emotionally and physically through Sabretooth and Wolverine, but like logically and philosophically through Xavier and Magneto. Right. And the best part about it is that they're all, all of them are deeply in love with each other. (laughs) Well, I was also going to say like Xavier and Magneto too, you're like, they don't want to be doing this. It kind of like deep down, they like, Yes. At least more so on Xavier's side. There's like, hey, can't we be friends? But then Wolverine is just like so past that. And he's like, hey, fucker. He's there to penetrate. Right. (laughs) He's there to penetrate. And Sabretooth is just fully off the deep end. Like, yeah, he's there's no. I mean, like from my perspective, there's are, no turning back. There's two it? people yeah. who desperately want to be a part of each other's lives. And there's two people who want nothing more than to kill. Yeah, the they're one. past that. And. Wolverine slings a pretty vicious burn at, at Sabretooth. All right, you egg-sucking piece of gutter trash. You always liked pushing around people smaller than you. Well, I'm smaller. Try pushing me. Beautiful. That is so awesome. That's so great. It's so intense. Like, it's building and building. Like, Sabretooth was just kind of egging him on, like, right before that. He just keeps poking him and poking him and poking. He's like bullying this like little kid, basically. Yeah. So Wolverine's like this little guy, and Sabretooth yeah. towers over him. Yeah. And like Sabretooth's about to like kill him with his own claws at one point. Like. Oh yeah. It's it's intense. It's scary. They're straddling each other, but rolling around. I mean, they, they appear to be pretty evenly matched, mm-hmm. even though Sabretooth is doing most of the knocking around. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Professor X and the gang show back up. They There's, come waltzing Professor through. X's like, don't don't fucking tell anybody about Magneto throwing me across the room. <laughs> yeah. They just come walking. They're like, oh, yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. Tea time. Yeah, Yeah, they have hot tea waiting for them in this magic machine. It's like a mat. Yeah. They're just all chill. And they're like, oh, yeah, we should do that again sometime. (laughs) I think Cerebro makes tea as well. It's good to be home again. Cyclops is so pumped. He's like getting his tea ready. They're sitting down. And then Rogue goes up behind him. And she's like, hey, sorry about that whole like CPR thing. But we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, well, uh. Um. <laughs> Interrupted, thankfully. Dude, that piano, that like piano, like tune. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's so uncomfortable. He's just like, um, uh, I, oh, I, uh, he's like, yeah, well, uh, um. <laughs> you, you, dude, that's a guy who's like stuck in a relationship with like the uptight Gene, but like desperately wants to hook up with Rogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
or he's literally never kissed someone before, including Gene Gray. <laughs> oh and he's like, oh, God. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We're kind of, me and Gene are kind of in a, uh, more of an uh, emotional relationship. <laughs> He just has crippling, Dude, like, he's like crippling anxiety. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah he's well, like uh, hopelessly monogamous. Yeah. You're right. So they have that weird, awkward moment, and then they realize there's this massive tussle going on. And um, yeah, and Wolverine, Wolverine ends up get, he gets the upper hand of Sabretooth in the end before the Xavier or before the Xavier men, the X Men uh, <laughs> come in. Yeah, that's the well, right. So he's about to, you know, potentially kill Sabretooth and that's when Xavier comes in he's like dude I told you we can't do this like what are you doing what did I teach you about revenge yep. yeah and and he's like no dude you don't get it and thankfully immediately Jubilee proven was there. right yeah uh, and Sabretooth's like haha I'm gonna I get the upper hand now and he flips flips the script he's about to kill Wolverine he slashes him real good yeah. dude he cuts him bad yep. this is all Professor X's fucking fault again yep. yeah Sabretooth Gets does he get thrown through the wall no, or Jubilee he... blasts? Oh, yeah. so it's Jubilee! Cool. Like, she hits him with everything he's got, which is great. I and love Jubilee's that. Jubilee's the one. And then uh, Saber the first time she really does something like big for the team. Yeah, right. Blasts him through a wall, and he well, just and it kind of off. is the start of like the this dynamic that's in the comics where it's like Wolverine and Jubilee as sort of this like like father daughter older brother little sister like kind they of tried dynamic. Tried to do with Rogue in the, the yep. movies. Right? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So he blasts through the wall and runs away and makes this noise. Sabretooth does, pretty right? Pretty cool, yeah. He bailed on his plan really quickly. <laughs> oh, immediately. Yeah. He's like, I'm out of here. Um, and Xavier, I think at the end of this episode, kind of has this realization. We were mentioning this earlier, but he's like, I got to get my shit together. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I, I can't just rely on on mutants, you know, being passive and like taking a kind of backseat to, I don't know, all of the... The violence. Obviously, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to fight, but he's yeah. like, I need to. We he's need like, to stand up to Magneto. He's realizing that he's like letting his optimism like blind him to yeah. the reality That's of two the world. Mistakes now, and I'm like, oh, I think you made a couple more than yeah, that. There's buddy. a few more. <laughs> I think we're going I'm three or four count, at this point. Buddy. Yeah, so then, and their their backs are against the wall. They're like, look, we can't afford. Like, we kind of barely eked out a victory against the humans. We mostly lost to Magneto twice mm-hmm. in a row, and we can't afford to lose again because like things are just too dire right now. With especially with like the political climate and. Well, I mean, Professor X is the trump card right now. Anytime Magneto fights him, he just invades his brain and shows him his dead parents. At least for now, until the writers remember that Magneto's helmet can block Xavier's telepathic ability. God, I hope that comes <laughs> soon. So, yeah, um, I mean, like, the X-Men now have, like, two major threats introduced over these four episodes, right? You know, like, Magneto's little brotherhood and the humans in general. <laughs> and when they're not at each other's throats, because, hey, what's harder than friendship? Wolverine. What's harder than friendship? <laughs> well, I just wanted to let those silence. Someone the episode. Me. Somebody, please. What's harder than friendship? Chili dogs. Uh, that's right. So last episode we rated it, you know both episodes by chili dogs, uh, and I think we want to just slide into this one, and you know you get home and you have a nice cup of tea waiting for you. So let's rate this one by cups of tea. Is this episode your cup of tea, Henry? Wait, are we talking... We're talking um, episode three and four as one block unit. So Enter Magneto no, and no, no, Deadly Reunions. separately. All right, so we're starting oh. with Enter Magneto. Yeah. It's good to be home again. Uh, hmm. Okay. Warm cup of tea. I honestly had close to the same feeling watching these two as I did the first two. Yeah. Uh, episode three, 
I really loved. I loved the military fight, the the base fight. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. The music, although the the Blackbird montage is in episode four, which is really cool. That's really awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna give episode three eight cups out of ten. Okay. That's a lot of cups. And I'm gonna give episode four. Can we do point fives or no? No half cups. Yeah, no half cups. Depends on half what the cup, item is. Cups half chili full? fries, you could do half. Oh. You, yeah, you can get a half order of chili fries. Yeah. Hmm. You can't get a half cup of tea, though. Can't you? You can't, no. All right. Not in Xavier's Mansion, you can't. Yeah. Which also, they don't talk about it ever being a school, really. No. Like, they never really address that. It's because just there's no of, one else there. Right. So it's like you would have no idea. It's not like there's kids running around. Yeah. The only time a kid was running around was when Jubilee wakes up and everyone's like, intruder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it doesn't seem like a really great uh, academic a, environment. Yeah. I love that robot voice because it also says, like, really specific things like, injured mutant coming right. through the door right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Wolverine farted. Magneto <laughs> is attacking the metrochemical plant. Right. Um, I'm going to give four and eight as well. So two eights? I think they're both on par with each other, and they're kind of, even though they're not a part one, part two situation, I do think that they are thematically connected, and they're both really solid. You have a full bladder with all those cups of tea. (laughs) I mean, I will say they they do continue, like, on the action. They, I mean, they continue to balance, like, the action and, like, the sort of, you know, thematic stuff really, really well. Like, they Mm -hmm. give you just enough of Beast where you don't want to, like, turn the show off. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but then they also deliver on like Magneto just destroying everything in his path. Au like, contraire, it's the same thing. It's the same way I felt about the first two, where I'm yep. like, they pack so much into yep. 22 minutes, which is unreal. Like this could Beast and Court could be an entire season. Magneto, like some of this Magneto stuff, could last an entire season. It they, would now, exactly. Yes. It's slowed down completely. Yeah, like, we're moving at breakneck speed in a great way, and still understanding these characters when we meet them, and that's. Says a lot. All that being said, I give both of these zero cups out of ten. Oh. No gambit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to actually like. No, we're sticking. Yeah, that's that's now canon. Right. Yeah, and we will look back on this and just if there's no gambit, I think John is probably gonna yeah. give it a zero. Yeah. yeah, no, that's I love that. Um, yeah, I mean that's his right, and Gambit is a very important character, and he. Uh, just saying a lot of shit went wrong. I'm a mutant too. A lot of shit went wrong in this episode, and Gambit were around. Throw in some cards. He could have chucked some cards at the missiles, had them blow up out in the now, but she... Never mind, sorry. Storm disabled the warheads. He's got body armor. I mean, if Magneto wasn't so powerful, like, yeah, if Gambit's cards, he could have easily gotten those to Magneto and just blasted them away. Miss Um, you, Gambit. Miss you more for more. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I'm pretty much, you know, in the same mindset as both of you. It's like... I would say almost as good as the pilot just because Night of the Sentinels, both those parts, they do so much to introduce everything and this doesn't quite have to do that so they get to lean a little bit more into like the fun action and character stuff. I Yeah, I got to go nine cups out of ten for, nine. for one and I'll go eight cups out of ten for uh, Deadly Reunions. Cool. Okay. Those are solid scores. I'm scared for when the show ever gets bad i'm just gonna say it doesn't it's gonna come no never i'm really interested to see what our lowest rated is gonna be Mm. but hey true Uh, stay tuned and maybe you'll find out zero out of ten love the episode (laughs) that's true i guess we're (laughs) we're starting uh pretty low so next week we are covering 
Captive Hearts, which is episode five Ooh. of the animated series. Um, and that's going to be our first single Sexy. episode because it's not really a part one or two. It doesn't really like have it to be continued or lean into anything mm. else. It's kind of its own thing. So It'll be a five-minute episode. It's going to have a lot of love and uh, a lot of weirdos of the underground kind. Whoa. Yeah. We are the X-Boys. Oh, yeah. We are been, the X-Boys. We've been the X-Boys. I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. I'm John. Adios. Adios. Mission accomplished. This one's for you, Morph. <laughs>